just so enjoyed um, in the study of Colossians. We got a few more weeks in it, and I'm so thankful for what God is doing in the group that's been studying with us. Thank you for your patience in, in getting through this, um, this book together. And sometimes we go quickly through things, and sometimes you may think we're going a little bit slow. It's kind of hard to say, but I know one thing. The truth of God will indeed set us free. The Bible says that. The truth will set us free. And I believe in the truth of any part of God's word is going to set you free today. How many people believe that uh, the word of God does change in your life? Believe that when I read his word, I may not always understand when I'm in there, but if you give it your concentration, like my wife was declaring today, if you just get into his presence, let his Holy Spirit do its work. And in the promise, he says, once I start the good work, what's it say? I will continue to do the good work until the day of completion. I don't know about you, that's good. Because sometimes I can't hear well. Sometimes I can't see well. Sometimes I'm in an impersonal struggle. Sometimes I just hit this thing and I don't know what to do. Who's with me today? You don't know what to do. And so all I can say is this. Go into his presence, open up the word of God, and just allow the Holy Spirit to lead you to truth because the truth will always, listen to me, always set you free. Bible says there's no, there's no sin or no temptation that leads to sin that's uncommon to man. So listen to me. All of us have dealt with sin before. All of us deal with that mind that, that tends to want to drift. And it's because of the liar, Satan is a liar. It's the father of lies. And I don't want to give any credit to Satan. I'm not here to do so. But he can lie pretty well. And if you're not careful, those darts, those, those darts that you may not have your faith ready to deflect, and those darts get in there. And once that dart gets in there, once that voice gets in there, sometimes we listen, don't we? Sometimes we listen, and we find ourselves in a struggle, and we're like, I don't quite. And then, like Pastor Teresa said up here, some of us are in that place right now. The enemy has thrown a dart, and it's got itself in. It did exactly what he wanted to do, and we wrestle with that. And, and then the thought can turn to a place in our lives that we don't want to be. We get struggling. We, we, we might even find ourselves in a place of sin that we thought, how in the world did I get here? I don't understand. It started with a lie. It started right here. So what I want to do, now, I, I, I love the story of Colossians because it's been so good for me personally. Not only that, it's just there's so much truth to put in Christ where he deserves to be. He has got to be supreme of your life. And I just talked to someone just the other day, and and we were debating back and forth. It's a fun, funny sometimes I get in debates. I don't mean to be in debates. but And all I know how to do in any debate is just speak truth in love. Right? That's what the Word of God says. So in this debate, and I was talking about forgiveness. Should we not forgive? I mean, that's the simplest part of our love, relationship with Christ. He has forgiven us. We must forgive others as he has forgiven us. And so we're in debate about, he says, well, this church has hurt me, and he's been in this place for years. I said, it's time to move on. You need to forgive those people. No matter whether or not they recognize it or anything, you must learn how to forgive. How many people know that's the difficult thing? How many people know that when someone has wronged you, to find in your heart to forgive, sometimes we say, well, I'm not ready to forgive yet. You can't say that. The Bible says even if it's 490 times Jesus makes reference to. The disciple thought he was real good. How about seven times? Jesus said, how about 70 times seven? So how many people here struggle with that? I got my hand up. How many people say, when someone is wrong me, it is difficult for me to say, I forgive you, even if the person hears not. 
What if they say, thank you, 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 you need it for, I, you, need, you know, and all that stuff, trying to validate what they have wrong in their heads. But how many people here, let's stay on truth. Let's just find ourselves in truth of God's word. Let's find out the truth of God's word is going to set us free, and we can be free from wrong thinking towards someone. Today we're going to talk about the heart, the condition of the heart in Colossians. And I thought you brought this illustration up. No more candy in it, sorry. But I have got to remember that when I said yes to Jesus, the Holy Spirit did a work in me. The first thing the Spirit of God does to me when it comes in, it starts to clean up. It says he makes the heart of stone to a heart of flesh. Isn't it awesome that the potter puts you back, a piece of clay back on the potter's wheel? Isn't it great that he takes you right where you are, no matter how filthy it is, he says, I love you so much, I'm going to place you back on the potter's wheel, and I'm going to start to form you into something special. He does something to this, doesn't he? Seriously. So when we take a look at what he's done, and his spirit lives within the belly or the inner man, in the heart of man, he starts to do work, even when I don't understand. How many people know when you said yes to Jesus, there was something that happened way inside? You can't deny it. And when that starts to work, I thank Jesus that he's going to continue that work. How about you, Ron? Isn't that good news? That mean, can he... It's not a one-time thing. Isn't one, wouldn't it be wonderful you said yes to Jesus, and he takes that and makes it all perfect, and you just do everything right? He'd have to do a lot in here, wouldn't he? So we're going to go into Colossians today, and I, I pray today. Listen, if you're here today and you're struggling with something, you've been, you've been in a place like I don't really understand. Maybe, maybe you call it a desert place, whatever. I pray today. Jesus has something for us to do. There's got to be an exchange because of this. Because what he's done in me, there needs to be a part on my behalf to do. And I'm willing to do it. How about you today? So let's go into this. And let's go through so we understand a little bit from last week. Is it going to talk to me today? There we go. But we have to do this to, to continue in today. And really, when we go back to what we learned last week, there is, there is a place where, where this religious law starts to come back into the church. Do not touch. Do not taste. Do not handle the things that they did, the Pharisees did, they said, well, you can't touch this kind of meat. You can't eat this kind of meat. You can't touch a person who's unclean. You can't, all these rules. And so he makes emphasis of this. Please listen. Jesus is the answer to everything in your life. He can do whatever he needs to do in you. How many people today say, I'm willing to give you my heart today. Do whatever you need to do. I'm going to let go. And then you got to make that determination because you can't be set free instantly when you read God's word. It depends on the matter of the heart. This right here. If this is ready today, the word of God will do what it's supposed to do right here. And so we have to know. So let's not get caught up on all this. This indulgence of the flesh, this, this kind of thing that can happen with all these you know, spiritual things going on today. Let's stay fast to the truth of God's word. Stay fast to the work of the Holy Spirit in us. Let it lead us to all truth, what Jesus has said and done, and let those things be a part of our life. Let's take the steps of righteousness because they're ordered by the Lord. So let's just walk in those steps of righteousness. I cannot do the right thing without his word. I can't even, I don't even know what to do because his ways are much higher than my ways. But if I read his word, allow it to come into me, then I can start to make the steps of righteousness, what he wants me to do for my life. Does that make sense? All of you have steps, and they're right if you allow the man of righteousness, Christ Jesus, to do them for you. So let's go into today. Today says this. 
Therefore, since we just read all of this, do not touch, do not eat, all the things that they try to do with the church, let's, let's set fast to what we really need to do. Therefore, since you have been raised with Christ, strive for the things above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Where is Christ seated? Place of all authority. He is at the right hand of God. And you know what? That's exactly where his rightful place is. He's given all authority. So what do we have to worry about? What is it that's going to take off that? We know that he sit there, and when he's seated at the right hand of God, we know through him we can do the right things today. So it says here, set your minds on things above. Strive for things above. Now, some of you might be a little confused what that means. What does it mean to be striving for something that you really can't see? It's in the heavenlies. It's where Christ is seated in those places, and I'm not sure what I need to grab hold of. You know, what is it when I start my Christian walk? What do I need to strive for? What do I need to set my mind upon? And often we can get confused. How many people have trouble keeping the mind where it needs to be? If I just give you some bad news today, what's going to happen? If somebody in your family is sick or has been, been diagnosed with cancer or anything like that, what, what are you going to do with that thought? Instantly, you've got you've to say, okay, what is this going to do to me? What is this report? How is it going to affect my life? I have to choose at that very moment when I'm given news. When I'm given news that doesn't line up, or maybe it's something about me. Maybe someone said something about me, and i got to instantly make my mind up. i got to set my mind on things above, not on the things on this earth. And I don't want any person to take ownership of what this is supposed to do. And that's how the, that's how the devil works. He lies to us. How many people know that he lies? How many people hear his lies? And sometimes you have to call them out. And you know that's healthy. When you hear him lie, you say, no, that's the lie. Just call it out. Someone, <laughs> well, it might, be, it might be a little difficult when someone says, gives you bad news. Say, no, that's a lie. But sometimes we need to do that. Call it what it is. And I don't know about you, there's lots of lies going on today. Call it what it is. And if you can't speak it forward, speak God's word forward. You may not want to call the person a liar, but speak his truth forward. Let the truth of God be what you stand upon. I'm thankful for his. I want to set my mind. The Bible says to love him with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. What does that mean? Mind. i got to love him with all my mind. I want to set my mind on things above. How about you? I want to set them. And I want to strive for those things above. And I want anything coming away. So let's set ourselves on that. Let's go on. It says this. For you died and your life is now hidden with Christ and God. Isn't it nice that those things deal flesh? Can you remember? Now, I don't know about you, and I've got some things to show you here today. How many people here can remember before Christ? I call it BC, before Christ. Anybody can remember what it was like? Does anybody have, do you still have reminders around the house of those days? Guess what I found? I found my varsity jacket at home. Oops. Varsity jacket. Woo! I was styling back then. I'm telling anybody here in sports? What do they give you? Varsity jacket! Isn't it exciting? But you have to pay for it. And you gotta pay for the letter, you gotta pay for all that stuff, you know. Yeah, they don't give you that. Okay. You deserve it. You're playing, you're awesome, but you gotta go pay for it. So I, I bought myself, and it's got the leather. <laughs> I'm gonna style out today here, okay? It might get a little warm, but I'm gonna put it on. And so all of you are thinking, can he fit in it still? <laughs> Who's laughing? Okay. It's a little, little short in the arms, 
But, and I, hmm, okay, get it on. Now, I don't know about you, back in the day when I used to put on my varsity coat, I thought it was something. Put that on, I thought, boy, that's going to represent something here. I hang out with my boys, walk around with my studly coat on. So I had, you know, even when it was not really that cold out, you put it on because I wanted to style it. So <laughs> it's not funny. This is serious stuff. Does anybody know what I'm saying? A few of you. Y'all were just laughing at me up here. So when I, look, my wife taking a picture. You know what this is going to be on Facebook tonight, right? Y'all going to say, I remember that. And can I smile? No. <laughs> Look, it came up. <laughs> supposed to stay down. Okay, what? Okay, can I smile? Okay, uh, are you serious? Okay, see, my, my wrestler, I was a wrestler. I got my patch right there from a wrestling. It says on the back, it says Clippers back there. Does anybody still have their varsity jackets? One, two, three, four. Okay, five. Who has their varsity jackets at home? You have, it, you have it in a very safe place, don't you? You have it covered with plastic in a safe place. My wife says, why don't you get rid of that? No, 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 not, uh, not this. Not this. I could put it on any day and feel. But, you know, back, back in the day, we used to put them things on, and we felt, what, what did we feel when we put on our varsity jacket? We felt we're part, if whatever sport it is, you felt part of the team. And we all wear them to school, and you all felt, you know, you walk together, and, you know, it's like, yeah. It just does something to you, doesn't it? Maybe after 40 years, I better say. <laughs> but you know what I realized when I, when I knew Christ, came to know him, really know him? It doesn't matter much anymore. It's not about an image. It's not, it's not what you put on in those days, what I was putting on to make myself feel like I was something special. Matter of fact, I was knocked out my senior year in wrestling when my knee got dislocated, popped that kneecap right over here. So it knocked me out the rest of the year. So didn't really do my senior year. You see that, 1979, I'm sporting that, aren't I? I graduated in 1979, right there. Still hanging on to my youth. <laughs> but you know what? When I learned about Christ and all what he did for me, look, it's even falling apart. Learn about Christ and what he did for me. I don't really need to wear much anymore, do I? I don't need to be feel like I have to fit in. I don't have to prove myself to anybody. I don't have to try to... To, to say that I was wrestler and put my patch on the front and put my, you know, I'm going to graduate in 1979. And there's something about that. These, these years are not good years for me. You know, I was a good man. I, good boy, you might say. I didn't really hurt anybody. I didn't really destroy anybody's lives that I thought of. You know, but what was it about? It was about me. My life was about me, about what I wanted to do. Matter of fact, I quit a job because I wanted to play football. I didn't care about him. I didn't care about the job. I want, to play. I, I want to play football, and I quit. So you all know what I mean? This, this is not, even though I put it on and have some fun today, this is not really good memories for me because it's a reminder of me of me, what I wanted, what I thought was important. So when the Bible says to take off, to put off, to put off, if he did this in me, if he really did this in me, and I'm trying to cover it up with what I was before, and I don't want anybody to know that I'm Jesus' lover and I, I, he's most important thing in my life. How many people know that that can happen with a liar? He says, you know, don't, you, 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 you are, remember where you were before? 
You know what I'm saying? And then, then I forget that he really did something here. So I, I can, who wants to derobe? Who wants to take off all that stuff, you know? Put off those things that it's not according to what his plan is anymore. You know, was he with me those days? I, I had a praying grandma, man. My grandma and grandpa were on their knees for me all the time. The times I did stupid things. How many people know you did? You did stupid. My wife says you shouldn't use stupid. I did stupid things because it was about me. I didn't care about anybody else. So even though we have fun with this, and it's put it downstairs in the closet, wherever it may go, it's really about this now. So we're going to go into this. Let's, let's look. He says, for you died. There's something that happened to me. Something had to die. But here's the thing you must understand. Immediately when he comes and starts to do this in your heart, Something else has got to, you've got to make a part here. You've got to walk out thy salvation. There's something you must do. You must make him Lord. This man that came to me and could not forgive, he has not made Jesus Lord of his life. There might have been a time in his life he says, yeah, emotionally he said, yeah, Jesus, that's a, that sounds like a good thing, and I want God to love me. So he might have given his, his life over at one time, but he might have surrendered because he had something wrong going on. But is Jesus Lord of his life? Is he the master you see, when Jesus is the master, you've got to look for ways to please him because he is ultimately everything to you. He is supreme on my heart. He is obviously supreme in the heavenlies, but he is supreme here. And if he is supreme here, something must happen in me. I must make a decision that's different than what I did before. I don't wear the old things anymore. I choose to take them off. And so let's take a closer look at this. It, when Christ, who is your life, appears, then you also will appear in him in glory. Jesus is coming back in his glory. Who wants to be glorified with him? Absolutely. Let's see what we have to do here. Put to death, therefore, the components of your earthly nature, sexual immorality, impurity, lust, evil desires, and greed, which is idolatry. I'm sorry to say this. These, are de these elevate in degrees. I'm telling you, you have to choose to kill these things every single day. You know, that's, that's where the Lord is supreme. I have to put him there because things must die. Some things need to die in our lives today, right now. And I want you to examine yourself right now. Now you may think, I'm not involved in anything sexual. I'm married. I don't do anything like that. I want you to be very careful where your eyes go. Men, you look upon a woman in lust. See, there's, there is an attack upon men today now, and you've got to know that. Wherever you walk, tell me that you've got to look away. Guys, wherever you walk, what, what is the media doing with our ladies? What are they doing? What, what is this about these styles well, I mean, all the things that go on now, guys have got to walk around with blinders on if you know Jesus. Because we know, for instance, if I think upon a woman lustfully, if I give one more thought to that, I am committing adultery in my heart against my wife. There's things that go on that you have to die to. Guys, if you don't have those feelings, you're dead. So you guard yourself. Who can say we need to guard ourselves? I don't care how old you are, how young you are. I've got to guard my boy in my house. 
I've got to guard him. I don't give him a cell phone and say, here, here's a cell phone. It's like handing a child a shotgun and his life is spiritual. You cannot do that. You cannot open and put a, you can't put a, a computer in your, your son's room without some type of filter. If you think you don't need to, you have been lied to. Boy will always suffer from this unless you do something about it. You take an active role, men, and protect. And I'll tell you what, my son comes to this church. I want you to protect him. Protect my son with me. Will you do that for me? Men in here, will you vow today to protect children in this church? I want to see the hands. I vow as a man today, I will protect the children of this church. Do not hand, if you, right now, make a vow. I will protect my cell phone. I will protect any equipment in this church that may take any, any young man's eyes to something he should not see. Please, this is so critical. If you have a son or daughter at home, just don't hand my cell phone and say, here you go. Birthday present. If you don't have filters on that right now, you have been lied to. And I want you to know that. Because within two minutes, within five seconds, I can get pornography on this thing if it wasn't guarded. Do you know that? Your son or daughter may stumble across it just putting the wrong name in for a search. You must guard them. Women may not, have, may not be faced with that as much as guys do, but I'm telling you, when it talks about immorality, sexual immorality starts with just a look. And then before you know it, it's in this here. It's into this. It's in the magazine. It's in, it's in movies. Next thing you know, you're, you're going down Youngstown look for something. I'm telling you right now, it starts little, and it grows until it's out of control. And then you think, how did I get here? It started with one look. You did not protect yourself. You weren't protecting yourself. Who, who vows as a Christian to protect your mind and guard your heart and mind? It says, God, God will bring the peace to do that, but you've got to be willing to, you've got to, be willing to put the word of God forward. And when things don't go right, you turn your head and say, that's not right. Women, do not let your children go out of the house. Your women go out of the house not dressed modestly. Because what you did is load the gun for a young man. We must, and I go, I'm, I'm telling you, I drive my, and I hate to get rammed on here, but I'll tell you what, I drive my, my daughter to school last year. It wasn't a year before. She's been driving for how long now? It's kind of scary. Anybody have children that are driving? It's frightening, but it's good. She's a good driver. I drop her off school, and then I see yoga pants. What is this yoga pants thing? Can anybody explain that to me? And I hate to be rambling here, but I'm telling you, men have got to guard their eyes. I'm like, I'm, every single girl, it's like, what, what is this? Oh, it's style. It's comfortable. I understand comfort, but we have to guard. Or, you know, if Jesus showed up, what would you wear? What would you wear? Jesus came in here. So I'm telling you, this only this. And I, as a man, I tell you, I have to guard my eyes. I've got to guard my heart. I've got to guard my mind. Because when I look around, I think, what have we gone? We've gone from 50 years. What have we gone? So everything is this and I feel badly for our, little, our girls because they've been lied to. They're special. They're special. And when a guy looks at a girl in lust, he's committed adultery in his heart. That's serious. We have a serious problem today. Let's make a vow in this church that we'll do everything we can to protect our kids. And it's not wrong for us. To, it's not wrong for you as a parent to pick up your child's phone and make sure it's okay. It's not wrong for you to look and see what their history is in, in their list of things that they've been looking at. It's not wrong for you to stand and say, I don't care what anybody says. I'm going to protect my children, and we're going to do the best we can here. 
So all that for sexual morality. If we even look at evil desires, we can even look at impurity, those things that are unclean, those things that you know that you allow into your life and in your home that are unclean. Just a little bit, and believe me, like I say, everything compounds, and before you know it, you're doing this or something going on in your house. If there's gossip in your house, it started just with a little thing here, and now you're just talking about people together as a family. You shouldn't do that at a supper table. You shouldn't teach your children how to talk about somebody else because it turns into malice. It turns into these things that says, no, put off, put off. Take these things off. Put death to it. Do not talk about things. We'll, we'll see here in a minute. What comes from here is the, is the abundance of the heart. When it, whatever's in here is going to come out here. Please, let's teach our children how to honor, how to honor one another. If they're not in the room, don't talk about them. Don't bring it up as a prayer request. People are hurting today. They need you to disciple them, not to talk about them. Does that make sense? And we know that as people. So please do not let talk come up in your house or over about somebody that's not in the room or unless you want to lift them up. Lift them up. The Bible says do not use any unwholesome talk that comes from your mouth, only words to uplift them and encourage them. So we need to do that together. Let's teach our children how to do that. I hope I am doing that at home. And see, all these kings come up. And it says, now you have to put them to death. Now I realize there's lust here. But where did lust start? Where does these passions start? What, what, what thing? Do I love my car more? Did I, do I pet my dog more? <laughs> we have a dog, so I'm allowed to say that to my wife. Because my dog gets lots of attention. Do you have animals at home that just get all loving and, and pet? And they're just special. And then you yell at your husband. No, I'm just kidding, honey. You didn't do that. But you, you and all oh, you're beautiful. Honey, could you go? And you're, you know. I'm a little jealous at times. Anybody get jealous of the dog in the house? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, it's funny. Um, but all these things, they, they stirred up, and we have to make sure that we have our minds on, on that it's above. Um, because of these, the wrath of God is coming on the sons of disobedience. I don't want that. I don't want the wrath of God to come to those I should have been teaching. That should have been an example. How about you? I want to live my life out to the best example I can. And I might not always have it right, but thank God that the Holy Spirit is teaching me. When I, leave, when I read this Colossians, I'm, I'm convicted. How about you? I want to do it better. I want someone to look in my life and say, that's the example. I want my kids to see that. It means a lot to me. That's what the right thing to do. When you live among them, you also walked with them in these ways. But now you must put aside all such things as these. Now, this is something of the mouth. Watch to see what happens. Anger, rage, malice, slander, and filthy language from your mouth. I don't know about you, but today, um, how many people carry on conversations with people that just swear all the time? <laughs> it's like, do you have any other words you can use here? <laughs> Why do you have to use five words in this sentence that have nothing to do with the, the topic? <laughs> And it gets old, doesn't it? And yet you're there and you think, oh, goodness gracious, if I could just get a conversation that stimulates me, can I be uplifted here instead of brought down? And how many people are in industries right now that you, you work with a bunch of guys, maybe they talk like, they, they call them drunken sailors. I don't even know if that's the right thing to say. That's not really right. It's putting down sailors. But you know what I'm saying? If there's any sailors in here, it's not good. But you know what? How many people have environments like that that you get that all the time? And no matter what you do, it's just constant, con con there's... J.D., I see your hand. It's been up for a while. It's, it gets old. 
And how do you feel hanging around people that all they have to do is blah, 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 and all you're like, gee, I feel so encouraged. Thank you. It's like, can you just shut up? Please. I didn't say I said two words today, stupid and shut up. I'm not allowed to say those. Okay. But you know what I'm saying? It's like, can you just keep your mouth hushed? You want to get duct tape out, you know what I'm saying? Okay, you got nice and nice? No, it's not, not, that's not nice. But seriously, why is the day-to-day -day like it is? People just love to just spout off. And what comes from their mouth, it's anger, it's malice, it's all these things, talking about people, putting people down. Once they got, anybody gets an offense, you ever seen someone that's offended by somebody? Oh, they got lots of nice things to say about them, isn't it? Wow. And so, and all of a sudden, they tried to build up this whole army against them. You know, did you hear what she said about me? Whew. Let me tell you. No, this is just in prayer. Let me tell you about what she did. Uh, come on. So all these things are going on. All these things are coming from our mouth. And the Bible, Bible says this. I'm gonna, I know the heart for the mouth speaks. And I don't know about you. If we see God point at our heart, see God come in the room and say, mm, no, that's not good. Let me see the, oh, I Woo. And he talks about wrath of God to the sons of disobedience. I don't know about, who wants to be obedient here today when you know there's God's wrath on the other side of this? I'm, I want to be obedient today. I want to do them and say the right things. So I've got some motivation, but thank God there's a Holy Spirit. Isn't that wonderful? And he is there to remind us it's okay. Not okay to do it, but it's okay that, you know, he's in us and he's going to lead us. And, and when it comes, anybody knows when it comes, anybody hit their finger with a hammer, bam, and you just watch to see what might come out. And there's things that we have to do to make effort. There's things we have to choose. Who's tomorrow going to choose to set things aside? I'm going to put to death this, and I'm going I'm to set aside these things. I know this is not good for me because eventually this anger is going to lead to something. I know it's going to happen here unless I get rid of the anger over here. How many people know that? The anger of man leads to no righteousness of God. So if I'm going to continue in that thought against this person, it's going to come out in malice. It's going to come out in anger. And all of a sudden, before I know it, I'm going to do something that is not what God wants me to do in love. So I don't know about you, and I've got two other scriptures I want to bring up. They're just about this. The night was far spent, and the day is at hand. Therefore, says us, cast off the works of darkness and let us part or put on, I'm sorry, put on the armor of light. So we have to do what? We have to set aside, it's the same word, we have to put aside these things, we have to cast off these things, and we have to put on. So there's a put off what? These things, put on something different. We have to do that. Armor of light is available, and it says, therefore we also, since we have surrounded by the great cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside, same word, every weight in the sin which it easily entangles us and snares us. And let us run the race, endurance the race set before us. I want to run a race and win the prize. How about you? I'm a prize winner. Anybody here competitive? I'm going to put this back on again? Okay. No. So I, I was more competitive then than I am now. But how many people like to win? So if I'm going to run a race, I'm going to win the prize. I'm not going to mess around. I'm not going to have things on top of me. My son jumps on me coming up here. He likes to jump on me, and when he does, we wrestle a little bit. But he's getting bigger, so when he jumps on me, and I'm trying to run, I'm not doing so good, right? How you doing, buddy? But you know what I'm saying? Why don't we throw off these things that slow us down? 
How do we learn to do that? Set aside. He had already told us how to do it. Set aside these things. Watch the heart. Guard it. Put the word of truth in here so I'm living it by that, not by what I say, because I'm going to say something that's not right. I want to say nothing but things in love according to his good word. Do not lie to one another. Do not lie. Anything but truth. Since you have been taken off the old self and its practices. Anybody's taken it off? Who's done that? Who's, as a Christian in here, when you got saved, you're still taking off things like I am. You're still setting things off to the side. Well, that wasn't right. I'm going to set that off to the side. I'm going to do that by God's truth. I'm going to live by it. And I say, well, okay, here's what you got. Get a hold of God's word. What's going to help you do it? I'm going to set this off to the side. What's going to help you? God's word is. I'm not going to be angry because no anger of man leads to the righteousness of God. I know his word. So if I want to do right things, I can't be angry. Not in, not in my way. I can be steadfast and strong in his way, fight against in righteousness, but not angry at men. So I don't learn how to fight the good fight. I'm not going to mess around. So we're going to run the race to win the prize. And it says, take off the old self with its practices. And it says in verse 10, and have put on the new self. Take off the old self, put on the new self. Take off the old self, put on the new self. How many people know there's something you need to do? You need to do as a Christian. You got to choose to do it. It just doesn't happen. Put off and put on. Now, I'm going to put something on stylish here. I'm going to go right on stage, just like I'm going to perform. Now, if I'm going to go snowmobiling, or if I'm going to go out in the snow, if anybody saw me on Facebook when I was plowing my driveway, this is the one right here, sporting it. My wife and I were out at a, what was it, garage sale? Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, I've got to unzip that. Okay. We're out of garage sale, and we're looking around, and all of a sudden, we saw these things on the hanger. I said, boy, those are nice. I love those. And so we bought both of them, her and I, and then we went skiing. We were the silliest thing on the slopes. People looked at us like, what in the world do they have snowmobile suits on and skiing? We thought, who cares what they think? Because we know how we're sporting it, aren't we, honey? Did we not sport it that time? What are you laughing about? I'm serious. Huh? Couldn't miss us. Ooh. Got the blue light on me. How am I glowing? How am I doing? Pretty cool, huh? You guys aren't saying anything. I took off my sport jacket back in the day and put on the... Oh. Oh, I see. That's why it's in the basement. And I had to dig it out today. So... If I'm going to do something, snowmobile, if I'm going to go out in the wind, what should I put on? Who's going to go out in their jeans? No, what? no cover up, and you're going to freeze. Anybody ever, anybody ever plowed snow in your driveway before? And you have the wind kick up, and it hits you in the face? You're like, you need to sport something like this. Y'all want to buy it now, right, if I had it for sale. So when my wife and I, we bought these for the ski slope, even got a little belt right here. See that? Whew, that's just snazzy. But if I'm going to go outside where I know it's cold, and I know I'm going to be messing with snow, and I want something waterproof, I'm going to put on. If I know what I need to do, then I'm going to put something on that I know is going to get the job done. I'm not going to rely on, should I put this on here? Would this be good out in the snow? Yes or no? Back in the old days, so I'm going to put off 
those things, childish ways, and I'm going to put on something I know it's, it's going to do the job. So what does the Bible say you need to put on? Huh? Armor of light is one. What are the things you need to put on? You're all still laughing at me. <laughs> is she taking a fit? <laughs> I swear. Y'all going to see this tomorrow on Facebook too. <laughs> but I am choosing to put on something that I know is going to do the job. And so if I don't do this, I'm not going to be prepared for what's going to happen, am I? If God has called you to do something, love your neighbor as yourself. If he's going to choose you to, to, to love others, to put others first above yourself. If he's going to call you to do these things, are you just going to go? Or are you going to put on something? Some people know that if I'm going to fight a battle, I'm going to put on the form of God. I'm going to belt up the truth of, of the belt of truth, right? Gird up the truth belt. And I'm going to put on. So you have to choose. This is teaching us there's things that we got to take off, all those things we know. And then we got to put on something. So I don't know about you. We, we have to be in the midst of doing this. So what are you going to put on today? If you're going to choose to leave church, and do, this is wonderful. I appreciate the worship today. It was awesome. Those are some of my favorite songs. Shout to, who likes Shout to the Lord? I love that. The new Raise the Hallelujah. <sighs> moving. It's moving. So I can't just leave here thinking I'm covered. Anybody, you can be encouraged, but you must do something. I'm going to put off that thing with old. Those things that I know are not good. I'm going to put to death these things that come against me. I'm going to put off those things in my malice, my mouth, anger. And then I'm going to put on something. The Bible says you put on a robe of righteousness. There's things we put on in place. I would say the word of God is good to put on. Put that, hide it in your heart so no one can sin against the Father. So have to have put on the new self. Put on the new self. Who's the new self? Anybody here have a new self? So if you just have a new self, do you have to put it on? If God just gives you a new self, then what do you need to do? Just leave the house. Right? That's what it's saying. Put on. So is there an effort, Eric, that you need to do? But you, Sean. So I just don't leave the house thinking I'm covered. There's something I'd have to put on. Put on a new self. So if I'm going to put to death something, I'm going to put on something. So I'm going to exchange. I'm going to do an exchange here. So we know that we need to. We know that we need the armor of light. I've got to put on. I've got to pick up the armor of God. I've got to do something. I want to I'm choose the robe of righteousness. There's things I'm going to choose to do, put on, and I'm going to put off those other things. Right? Exchange. I'm going to get ready for what God's called me to do. I'm going to put on the right clothes. Stylish. Looking good for Jesus. Doing the right thing. Here, there is no Greek, Jew, circumcised, uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, slave, or free, but in Christ is all and is in all. Christ is all and is in all. I'm going to put on him. How about you? Put on Christ today. I pray today, if you don't know Jesus, open your heart today. Open your heart today to him. Let him come in. Let him teach us. Let him teach us. It says the spirit is, is gentle. His burden is light. His yoke is easy. Put him on. Is it to take up his yoke? So we got to take up Jesus' yoke. Easy and light. His teachings are gentle. So let's take up. Let's take up Christ today. If you're not sure what that means, today give your life over to Jesus. Make him supreme of your life today. Say, hey, I've made mistakes in my past. I'm coming before you, Lord, today. Come and show me your ways. Come, make me, make me new. Lord, I've messed up. I've sinned, Lord. Forgive me of my sin, Lord. I know it's found in you. Now pick me up, Lord. Make me who you want me to be. And he'll start that work in you today. 
And then as Christians, we choose to put on. We put to death these things, we put aside these things, and we put on Christ Jesus. And we walk according to that. And thank you, Lord, for your goodness in Jesus' name.